grateful for those who took the opportunity to sow. I'm grateful because I am convinced that those who fought to give, God looks upon them personally. I want to preach this morning to you out of Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Amen. I'm preaching a series this morning. I'm going to conclude today on the subject. A series I've called Languages of Prayer. And I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning, if I could, on the context or in the context uh, of uh, dynamism or rather the dynamics of praying. Prayer is never meant to be static. Prayer is meant to involve communication. Why do I call this series the languages of prayer? Why do I use this as the backdrop to the series that I'm preaching? Because oftentimes, these are the virtues that make prayer effective. Desperation, dominion, and dynamism. The Bible says in the book of James, we are aware that the effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. For all my brothers and sisters from the Philippines, your president is great at, the, the article says, at flagrant cursing. He loves to curse. So one day, Duterte was flying on a plane. He was coming back from, I think, Japan. And on this plane ride, as he was sitting, sitting in his seat, God, he said, spoke to him. And so, he said, I was looking at the skies while I was coming over here, and I just, everybody was asleep, snoring. But a voice said that, you know, if you don't stop cursing, I will bring this plane down now. And I said, who is this? And so, he said, of course, it's God. And because of God's message, Duterte said, I made a promise to stop cussing. He clearly hasn't. This was in 2016 or 17. But the point of it is, God speaks. God speaks. Our God this morning is a living God. He speaks and He gets very personal with His children. All through Scripture, from the book of Genesis to Revelation, we find God's personal interaction with various individuals. He spoke to Adam. He spoke to Joshua, Samuel, David, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Elijah, Hosea, Habakkuk, Paul, Timothy. He spoke to the disciples. He even spoke to us. The Bible tells us that this book that we hold in our hand is His living word. And the Bible tells us, if you're reading a Bible that has red letters, those were words spoken by Jesus. We know that in the beginning, what, did ha what happened? God spoke into creation. He said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. So that must be established here because the Word of God is a living book that is filled with the voice of God. 
all through the beginning to the end, we should be able to establish that revealing to us in these passages is a God who is truly personal with His people and a God who speaks to His people. So let's ask the question then, because as we look at this passage over 2,000 times, as we think about it in the Old Testament, there are phrases such as, and God spoke to Moses, or, and the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Or God said, we see an example of this in various passages of the Bible. In Jeremiah 1.9, the Lord reached out His hand, touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. Jeremiah claims to speak specific words God had put into his mouth. And during the birth of Jesus, God spoke to Mary through an angel. He spoke to Joseph through a dream. He spoke to the shepherds through an angel. And he spoke to Maggie through a dream. Yes, God speaks. But now that scripture are complete, we understand and we must establish that every word that we hear, that we assume that comes from God, must be clearly corroborated by the word of God. God's word is the plumb line. God's word is the revelation of what God is revealing to you and I. You know, I read, an, I read a quote. It says, if you want God to speak to you, then open His Word. Don't say God is silent when your Bible has been closed. You see how little emphasis people place on reading the Bible? How much do you expect? You expect God to show up with an angel every day and say, Thus saith God. This is His Word. And how little time do we spend with His Word that we hear from God? Are you with me this morning, church? You cannot describe to me that you want God to give you direction. No doubt many of these people who heard from God were prophets, were men of God. Many of these people who came as, as under, under that, that uh, a dose of God's Word were a people that were established and anointed by God. But God also speaks to each and every one of His people and that is the character Christians, Christianity has done away with. How can we so outrightly look at this in the Bible that He speaks over and over and over and over and over and over again and yet you sit as a Christian for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years and say, God never spoke to me. Do you realize that is so wrong? That is not right. He's a living God. This is the challenge for you and I this morning. You and I ought to be hearing His voice. And there are times, and I'll talk about it, that God speaks in many ways. But I want you to take what I'm saying with great seriousness because far too many Christians neglect this very element in their prayer life. When God shows us He spoke, and he spoke, and he spoke, and he spoke. And I'll say this again, everything you hear God speak must be corroborated and confirmed with the word. God will never tell you to tell a lie. Oh, God told me, lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> God told me to cuss. No, he wouldn't tell you to cuss. God told me to get drunk. No, he doesn't tell you to get drunk. 
It doesn't sit, sit well with the Word of God. People say stuff. People argue about things. But it needs to be corroborated back with the Word of God. So let's go to Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Let's look at this passage. I want to bring you to an understanding this morning. By the end of this sermon, my prayer is that you will desire every day that God would speak to you. That you can aspire and desire for God to speak things to you. And God will speak to you. Because if He has done it from Genesis to Revelation, why are we discounting that today? Many times, part of the reason, we're lazy to read His Word. We read it for five minutes and we say we're done. We throw it aside. And so, He speaks. And that's what we want to talk about. Exodus chapter 3, 1 through 6. Amen. I feel God in this place. I want you to read 1 through 6 with me. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, and he was afraid to look upon God. Father, this morning I pray, every distraction removed in the name of Jesus, I pray there will be a reverence to your word. I thank you for this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So God spoke audibly to Moses. God threw a bush that was on fire and the uniqueness of this bush that was on fire was simply that the bush was not being consumed. Now that is a site for query. That is a site for why is this happening? Why doesn't the bush get consumed? But we must go back a few verses. When did this happen? It happened when he was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. Moses was about minding his own business and while he was in the midst of this, God showed up to him. But let's establish something here, beloved, that when God dealt with Moses, when God spoke to Moses, when God revealed himself to Moses, this was not the first event or encounter that Moses was sensitive to the voice of God. We know we go back to Exodus chapter 2. God spoke to Moses. Get out of this land. God spoke to Moses. You will deliver this people. God dealt with Moses. Moses had no clue that the directive and the direction and the, and, and, and the destination that God was leading him towards came from the voice of God. Moses had already been in tune with God. You want to listen to a certain radio channel, you're going to have to tune to the correct frequency. The wrong frequency will mean the wrong channel. You cannot listen to a certain radio channel being on a... You cannot hear from God if you're not free on right frequency with God. You want to do unrighteousness, <laughs> you miss the boat. God's not going to speak. 
you want to continue down the path of disobedience and rebellion, God's not going to speak. God honors the people who will do what is right. God honors the people. He speaks to those people. This week, I had encounters with God. I know when God spoke to me. I know when God revealed things to me. I know God was dealing with me about things in my heart. Because even in the struggle of life, we did what was right. We pursued righteousness. The Bible says Moses turned aside. He paid attention. He didn't just continue walking. Can I say to you, beloved, you know what should turn us aside? Can I tell you? You know what should turn everybody aside? Your prayer life. You need to be up early praying every day. That is a great sight. Prayer is the burning bush, beloved. Prayer is the opportunity for God to speak to you. You can't just walk past prayer every day. Oh, I've got no time to pray. So just go on and do what you want to do in life. You can't allow yourself to be distracted from that. Prayer is the burning bush that God wants to speak to you true. You have to be attentive. You have to say, no, this is my time with God. I need to set time aside because it is right there where God will speak. Prayer is something that is great, that gives us the ability to communicate with God. When we turn aside, when we set time aside, when we give attention to prayer, God can speak to us. Prayer this morning requires listening which has been greatly disregarded in our Christian circle today. We often pray without listening. The flame of fire represents the passion you must have when you pray. The flame of fire must represent the yearning and the desire that moves heaven. This was the representation that when fire was present, God spoke. Do you have passion to hear from God? Do you have passion to know what God wants to speak to you? You see, we have become so self-righteous. Christians have become so self-dependent, so self-reliant. We are not facing crisis so we don't have to turn to God. That's why God leads people sometimes to a place of desperation where you got no choice but to turn to God. Why does He do that? Because He sees your your motivation, your attention is being fixed on the wrong areas of your life. And He says, now I need you to come back to Me. I need you to keep your eyes on the fire that is burning because I want to speak to you. And I say to you right here, our passion for God is necessary if we're going to hear God speak to us. You see, we know, beloved, times have changed. But God still speaks. We have what is known today as email communication. We have social media. We have WhatsApp. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have all these different methods to to communicate. But despite the method has changed, can I tell you, we must remember that the main purpose for these tools are presently available to communicate. Technology improves and it betters communication. 
So now you can communicate with someone, you can get on a Zoom, you can watch a, you can watch a webinar, you can be online, you can follow a certain type of a session online because it's all available now on that platform. Can I tell you, beloved, I want you to realize, because we are so adaptable beings, we're so easily able to, you know, oh, let's change, let's change, let's change the way we do things. We, we're always trying to figure a different way to adapt to different scenarios. I want you to know this morning, God's communication methods doesn't change. He speaks the same. He speaks the same way. And this is what people struggle to face. This is what people struggle to understand. They somehow think that God is going to speak to me through this. No, I believe God speaks to His people through the local church. Because that was why God created the church in the first place. Not to listen to just anybody and then you get direction from somebody. No, God knows what word He wants to speak to you. So stay faithful and stay attentive to what God wants to say because that is still God's method of communication. He speaks through your pastor, through the man of God. He speaks through His word when you read it. He speaks through audible ways that He reveals to you, signs and wonders. You see things happening around you. God speaks through that. But pastor, what is so wrong? You know, we have to expose ourselves. Yeah, and that's why we lose people who get confused and messed up by exposing themselves. Or they don't get confused and messed up. They become stubborn and rebellious because they listen to people and what others say when it is not God's purpose and plan for them to listen to that. Can you understand this morning that God is in control and God expects us to do things a certain way because methods will change, but God's principles will never change. It's fascinating. We can argue that Moses heard God speak to him even when he wasn't expecting it. He was tending the flock. He was in the desert. That is the significance of the story, beloved. I want you to catch this. That is the significance of our attention right here. It is God's character to speak to His children and it is also noteworthy that God requires our attention if we are going to hear His voice. So when was the last God spoke to you? You know, we challenge people to give this week. It's, it's amazing. How many people heard God talk to you and challenge you? Is His voice so mellow that your logic supersedes His voice? So when God saw that He turned aside to look, look at this in verses 4. God called to him. When he made time for God, God made time for him. That's the principle. God is not our butler. Hey, do this for me. Hey, do that for me. Hey, speak this. Hey, do this. Hey, get it. Hey, blah, blah. God is not our butler, beloved. Prayer has always represented this. When you turn to God, God turns to you. You want to know where that is in Scripture? Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. 
It's not the other way around. God doesn't have to prove Himself to us. Oh, you, you know, you, you, you know I, I love you so much. I want you to come closer to me. I want you to be next to me. I want you to pray. I want, no, no, God says, it's up to you. You want me, you come. I'll be there. If you think you want to handle it yourself, go ahead. And I think this is exactly what God God's attention right here. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. See, our text profoundly describes the attitude that we must have towards our prayer life. Our Father in heaven, it is a, it is a shifting that happens. That means it's not just me coming in to just simply, no, it is a holy God that I'm turning to. It is a holy God. I'm putting everything else aside. God is not my kutali. You know, they say in Tamil, my friend, my kaki. My, you know, what, what, what else they say? You know, my, my, you know, my buddy. You know, God's not that. He's God. So don't think that you can step before God and assume, oh, he'll understand. I'm distracted, but that's okay. I can pray how I want to pray. I can pray when I want to pray. I can pray. Don't treat God like that. When you come to God, it is our Father who art in heaven. Everything else aside, it's you and me, God. But you see how many Christians have drifted away from that. How many Christians, I see it in the world today, beloved, can't even spend a little bit more time praying and seeking God. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. When will your prayer life grow? When will your prayer life increase? When will you start talking to God about the real issues? When will you start praying to God for the church? When will you start praying to God for leadership? When will you start praying to God and saying, God, I want you to do... When will you turn aside and start praying and spending time with God in prayer? My one, one of my very first, Pastor Dillard, who was here years ago, told us, if you got nothing to pray for, come and see me. I'll give you a list as long as River Nile. There's so much to pray for. There's so much to lay hold of God for. But you see, so many times, the only thing we seem to be consumed and concerned about is ourselves. Christianity doesn't only require generosity, but Christianity requires selflessness. That's why people don't like it. People don't like it when you're challenged to be generous. You know, it, we just can't, it's not in us. It, as an Asian in us, we always feel that I, 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 it's me, 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 me. I battle that as well, Bill. And I understand that it takes time to break free. But beloved, I'm here to tell you when God spoke to Moses, Moses responded, this is what we need this morning. Will you respond to God? It is the respond 
that God is challenging us towards. Listen to me. First Samuel chapter 3, verses 4. The Lord called to Samuel, and what did he say? Here I am. Genesis 22, 11. The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. Genesis 31, 11 to Jacob. And the angel of God spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. Acts chapter 9, verses 10. He spoke to Ananias. Now, when there was a certain disciple, not a not even a pastor, not even a, a you know a, a, a leader, a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, he said, Here I am. When was the last you said to God, Here I am? Because we must ask the main question: when was the last you heard God? Let me tell you something, beloved. If we cannot, we cannot bring ourselves to a place where we are contending and striving to hear from God, then Christianity is a waste. Because the thing that sets us apart is how God speaks. And God speaks, as I said, in many ways through His Word. Signs and wonders, visions. Through the man of God, he speaks audibly. They have, we, we just read Samuel, he's lying down on bed and God says, you know what, this is it. You know, and, and God calls his name and he said, here I am, Lord. See, in principle, the voice of this world will try to drown the voice of God out. Moses looked not to the right nor the left. He didn't. He hid his face. This is why I kneel and I pray. That's the reason why I do that. Because I don't want to be distracted. And I'm not telling anybody else to do it, but that's what I do. Because I don't want to be distracted. I don't want myself to be carried into, you know, what is going on around me. I just want to spend time with God. Because the world will try to drown the voice of God out. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the word of the Lord, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. I, I want you to know, listen, if you paid close attention, God will be speaking. God is telling you, don't do that. But you've convinced yourself because we depend so much on rationale and logic. We depend on our facts and figures. This makes sense, that makes sense. But if you simply waited to ask God, God, what should I do in this? God will speak to you. Those days, they... Before they had refrigerators, people used ice houses to preserve their food. Ice houses in those days had thick walls, no windows and a tightly fitted door. In winter, when streams and lakes were frozen, large blocks of ice were cut from the waters, from, from frozen waters and hauled. They took this ice that they cut from the, and they brought it into the ice houses and they covered it with sawdust. Often these ice blocks would last through the summer. However, there was one man who lost a valuable watch while working in an ice house. 
He searched diligently for it, carefully raking through the sawdust. He couldn't find it. His fellow workers also looked, but their efforts too were fertile. A small boy who heard about the fruitless search slipped into the ice house during the noon hour and soon emerged with the watch. Amazed, the man asked him how he found it. The young boy simply said, I closed the door, lay down in the sawdust, and kept very still. Soon, I heard the watch ticking. You know, there's so much that God will give you answers to if you just switch off the videos. Don't, don't do it now. Switch off the YouTube. Switch off your phone. And just sit still and say, God, speak to me. See, often we miss the voice of God because of all that is going on around us. The distractions, the disturbances, the hindrances. And we often like the voice of God to come in the package we like it to come in. It's not going to come from you, pastor. It's going to come from somebody else. Well, if that, if, if that is true, I, I hope that is true. But the reality is I know the Bible and the Bible says that God puts us as a body together as He pleases. In other words, God has its pur His purpose for having you here and having you hear this word that I'm preaching to you. It is not an accident. It's not. Now the question is simply this, whether you will respond or whether you will just shut it off. What happened here? Let's look at it in the context of Moses and the burning bush as I get ready to close. The Bible says he deliberately turned aside in verses 4. The first thing that Moses, as he saw, and when, he, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, he said in verses 3, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Turning aside towards prayer is to treat prayer with respect and reverence. Is to simply say, this is an important element of my day. I cannot start my work without praying and spending time with God. That's why as a church like this, we call ourselves a small church, but we are a small, healthy church. Why? Because we spend time emphasizing on prayer. We wake up every morning and the first place we want to come to is to come and pray and lay hold of God. I don't understand, beloved, how sometimes we can carry on and start our day and just go on without, without praying and laying hold of God. It is such a needed element in our day-to-day -day living. You must turn aside. You must take the drive. You must walk. You must crawl if you have to, to come and pray and seek the house and the favor of God upon your life. This is what it requires. Treat prayer with respect and reverence. Turn aside. This is important. Then the go it goes on to say, the Bible says, God called to him from the midst of the bush. Moses said, Moses, Moses, what did Moses say? He said, here I am. Part of hearing from God involves listening. Listening. Moses, Moses. <laughs> Who call her? You call her? You call. 
You remember what Jesus said to Judas? Because it's such a familiar subject we've been talking about. Judas came to Jesus and he said, you know, you should give all of this to the poor. And what did he say to him? He said, away from me. The poor you will have every time. But me, you won't have always. Moses was not, sorry, Judas was not hearing from God. When you sit there and you can be challenged and say, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to, who can move me? Give me, you, you know that, that song, hit me baby one more time. You know, give me your hardest shot. I, I, I told God, I said, no, I'm not going to do it, God. You know what? I believe people who have done what is right will be blessed by God incredibly blessed and they will reap the blessing of God. But you see, this is the nature of us. God is calling, God is saying, that's what I want you to do. Listen to me, that's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to say. That's where I want you to be. That's where you need to go. That's where you need to... No. People who cannot hear God because they never listen. They're so hard-hearted and their heart has become callous. They cannot hear God. Cannot hear God. Anything that God says, they cannot hear. You need to listen. And the third thing, and this is very, in, very important for us to realize, is the response. He responded. Obedience will keep it continual and active. God will keep speaking. God will keep, if He sees that you are responding to Him, God will keep speaking to you. It's a, it's a routine, it's, it's continual. God will never stop speaking because He sees you are, when he said, here I am, what did God say? He immediately spoke back to him. And that is how you hear God speak to you. You need to turn aside. You need to give time for prayer. You need to listen. Stop doing all the talking. And say, God, speak to me. And you need to respond to God. When God speaks, my wife and I, time and time again, I shared with the church last week, we've given over and over again. There are times God will speak to me of an amount. In, 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 in the, the, the time of the renovation, the time in the rally, the time when we go for conferences, God will speak. And I can tell you, beloved, every time we respond, God blessed it back a tenfold, a hundredfold. It's, it's mind-blowing how God does it, but it's because of a people who are willing to respond. Isaiah 55, 3, incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Revelation 3, 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. See, part of praying involves listening. God expects this from us. God expects, this is where prayer brings discipline and dominion. That when you pray, your focus and your attention can become receptive to God. 
when you pray, it's like you begin to open yourself up to God. What are you saying to me? This is why prayer is so vital and how prayer is done is so important because a person who doesn't pray is a person who will never hear from God. The atmosphere of your personal prayer life will distinctly change when you begin to hear from When God can gain access into your life, when God can speak to you, a shift happens in the spiritual realm and your life begins to change. When you hear God, I'm getting ready to close. When you hear God, I want you to understand this becomes very personal to you. It becomes a personal divine encounter where you cannot deny, I heard God speak to me. You cannot deny God said this to me. God spoke that amount to me. God said this and God spoke that and God, God, you know, you know how many times, beloved, my wife will be sitting on the other side and I'll be sitting and I will turn to her and I'll say, you know what? God spoke to me this amount. The rally. 15,000 from our own this one. The, 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 the renovation, 15,000. You know, we don't tell you to give without us giving. I go in for conferences anytime. I told God, every time I'm in a conference, it's a minimum of a thousand US dollars. God, I want to give that to you. And I can tell you, every time we gave, I'm telling you this morning, church, you don't learn to respond to God. I'm not standing here, even this time. I challenge you, but before I challenge you, I sold everything I had and we threw it in first before I challenged you. One day I'll tell you the story, not now. It's not my place to say it right now. But I'm telling you, how much do we love the church? How much will I respond? If God speaks, I'll do it. So I don't stand here telling you to hear from God when I'm not willing to hear from God. Will you respond? See, God is speaking. I feel God. God reveals Himself, but will we respond? See, when you have a revelation of God's voice, it becomes so personal to you. Destiny and guidance, beloved. Is found in God's voice. Moses had a life-changing encounter. God spoke and his life was never the same. This is the essence of developing an active communication with God. When our prayer life goes beyond speaking to listening, not just me, God, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Every time you come to church, when the pastor is preaching, you are being told your attention needs to be here so that when God says something, you can choose to respond to God. It is a curse. The Bible says that you can hear and not be able to respond. Read Matthew, beloved. The Bible says that, you know, you will have ears to hear, but not be able to hear. You will have eyes to see, but not be able to see. So not being able to respond to God, sadly, is the Satan's hold on Christian today. Cannot fight that, that urge to say, God, you said it, I need to do this. It's to simply say, Satan has won. 
A static prayer life is dull and mundane. It's inactive. It's unchanging. But a dynamic prayer life sets your life in tune with God and to all that God has in store for you. So God speaks like He did to Moses. He gets personal because it ultimately involves our destiny with Him and eternity. God still this morning, I want you to realize as I close this off, God still wants to speak to you this morning. He wants to get personal with you. But will we listen? Will we pay attention? God wants to give us direction in our business, relationships, life, finances, investments, ministry. And oftentimes it's so sad people blame God because they mess up. But the real problem is they didn't pray and ask God for direction. Did we really seek God before we did that? Did we really seek His voice? A few weeks ago, and I close with this, this was a turning point for my life. I'm lying down on bed, and I'm telling my wife some of the things that was running through my mind and the battles and the difficulties and all that we were dealing with in that stage, and we're just trying to keep our heart right. We're just trying to fight through. And I'm sitting there and I'm just sharing with her. I'm saying, you know what? This is really tough. And in that, I'm about to sleep. And I get a text message. I said nothing to anyone. I assure you, I said nothing to anyone. I spoke not a word to anybody. But as I was sitting, I was lying down and I'm about to sleep, I get this text message. The text message comes in, this was on the 11th of July, it comes in at 10.28 at night. I'm lying down, I'm telling my wife, you know what, this is just overwhelming me and so on. And so, I, I, how long can I bear with this? How long can I? And I'm just talking to her about it. And Pastor Andy Kota sends me a text. I'm not communicated with him in a long time. I think the last was April of this year. He sends me a text. He says, we're praying for you guys, Gregory. God put you on my spirit. Keep pressing. God speaks. That's personal to me. That at my hardest moment, God told me, keep fighting. That's personal. No one can change my mind about that. So let me ask you right now. He is a personal God. He's a God who wants to, but I'm challenging you, Bill. Why am I challenging you in this arena? Because I believe if there's one area God oftentimes speaks, it's in the area of resources and finance. I have been a pastor long enough. I've spoken to men. This is a stronghold, beloved. It's a stronghold. We need to be a people that can hear God and respond. God, what would you have me do? I want you to bow your heads with me.